0: I prayed for you all week and again this morning. And I really believe that God is going to uh, set you free. I really believe that. I believe that some of you today, I believe today is your day that you're going to go, okay, I, I can do this. And you're going to forgive yourselves. There's a guy that we, we began talking about last week uh, when it's around Easter. We always talk about this guy a lot. His name is Simon Peter. Let me tell you about him. He walked with Jesus for... Um, for three and a half years, and he was Jesus like his, like his best buddy. And, uh, and Jesus told Simon, what, Simon was saying one day, he said, Jesus, you know what, I'm going to go with you all the way to the end. I would never forsake you. You're my best friend, and, and you can count on me. I believe in you. And Jesus looked at him and said, you know, Simon said, I hear what you're saying, but before t- tomorrow morning, before the rooster crows three times, Tomorrow morning, you're going to deny me three times. And he's, and, and he's like, no, not me. And Jesus said, yeah, you. And so we pick up the story. It is the day where Jesus, said right before his crucifixion and all, but he's going on trial. And sure enough, as Jesus is being arrested, we find that Peter does that, exactly that. He's denied him three times. And so let's look at what happens here. In Matthew's gospel, we see that it just says, uh, in verse 26 or chapter 26 of Matthew, it says this. It says, suddenly, notice this, Jesus' words flash through. Would you read those next two words? Peter's mind. I want to stop right there because that word suddenly, I want you to go back and circle that. It is amazing to me how that suddenly our past can flash through our minds. Would you agree with that? Suddenly, Jesus' words passed, uh, flash through Peter's mind, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times that you even knew me. So he remembers that, and he went away and wept how? Bitterly. He was very remorseful for what had happened in his life. And I want to tell you that, you know, that's the way our past does us. When it comes up, it, it touches an emotion that makes us feel shame, guilt, It makes us, you know, it it can even touch on the emotion of not only shame and guilt, but also embarrassment. And here's the deal. If we dwell on our past too long and all those feelings, it can lead us into depression. And so today, I I feel like what what I've got to say to you is so important because I think just like all that can lead you into it, I think the steps we're going to take, they can lead you out of it. And I'm believing that for many of you today. And so let's go ahead and dive in. There's four steps that I want to give you today to forgive myself. Forgive myself. Number one is this. You write this down. Is go to God for forgiveness. Now, we talked a lot about this last week. and So I'm not going to talk a lot about it today. But I just want to point out a couple things. And that is this. Is that, look, watch this. Watch this. When I commit sin, when I have done things against God, I feel our relationship feels separated. There's distance between God and I. But when I ask God to forgive me, then guess what? There's not that distance anymore. So when I, receive, when I ask God for forgiveness, I know when I ask Him, He's going to give it so I can... When I receive God's forgiveness, then I can give forgiveness. You cannot, you cannot give what you have not received. We talked a lot about that last week. And what I want to show you how passionate God is about you and about me, look what happens here. On Easter Sunday morning... The first Easter Sunday morning, the, the, uh, the ladies, uh, Jesus' mother and another Mary, go running to the tomb on Easter Sunday morning to, to you know, see where they laid Jesus at. And an angel meets them there, and notice what the angel says to them. Look what it says in uh, Mark 16. He says, don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they lay him. Now watch this. Watch this. But go tell the disciples, and what's those next two words? And Peter. Go tell those disciples and Peter that uh, he's going ahead into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Now, here's what I want to tell you. Even though that guy, Simon Peter, had, had denied Jesus and said, you know what, I don't know you, I don't know he'd done the very, thing, the very thing that he said he would never do and he, he betrayed Jesus in his most critical moment in Jesus' life. He needed someone, and Peter walked away and said, I don't know you. Man, I don't know if you can get any lower than that. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, when someone, just think about one of your friends is, that's going through something, and you've been really good friends, haven't done anything bad to you, but all of a sudden you just say, well, I'm sorry. I hope you get over that. I hope that works out for you. That's a pretty cold friend, isn't it? And so, but, but here's what I am to tell you. Notice what the Bible said. The angel said, go tell the disciples and Peter. Make sure you tell him too, because here's what I'm going to tell you. God is always pursuing you no matter what's going on in your life. No matter, how, no, matter how, no matter how bad you feel like you betrayed God, you let him down, it doesn't matter. God's still pursuing you, and he's still pursuing me. Isn't that great? They're on, your lowest, lowest of day, on your lowest, lowest of days, what you cannot see, and when God's giving instructions to angels, he's telling them, he said, now go take care of that person who's been good, but also Jeff who's not been so good, go, to, go talk to him and go talk to you. Isn't that amazing? That's why God is so great. You're, I would say this, that you're, uh, your past doesn't scare God and your sin doesn't scare God. Okay, so here's what I want to tell you before we move on is this is that if you're not a Christ follower friend you need to be because it take you have to be forgiven before you can forgive and so i just want to tell you to, i want to ask you today as someone who cares about you greatly and let you know from a man who's dealt with with hundreds of people the first step is receiving god's forgiveness and so if that's you today which there's many of you here i'm sure a crowd this size on your, in your program, there's a prayer that we put there every week. It's called the Prayer to Become a Christ Follower. And every week, people make this decision. So when you read that prayer and you say, God, this is me. This is what I want. And if you say that, God, this is what I want, then when you do that, He's going to come into your life. He's going to forgive you. And the only thing that you have to do today is that you have to stand up right where you are and do 10 jumping jacks. No, 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 no. It's on the back of this card. It says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. You just check the box so that we can pray for you. That's it. And that's it. Okay, number two, would you write this down? Number two is share it with someone I trust. This is so good, man, step by step. Share it with someone I trust. Now, again, going back into our our story here, This guy, Simon Peter, so the angel said, go tell Peter, go tell him. Go make sure you get him too. And so Jesus has has been raised from the dead. He's walked around the earth for 40 days, okay? For 40 days he's been around. So he's meeting with the disciples again. Look what it says right here. It says, afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. What's those next two words? Simon Peter. There he is. There he is. Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Canaan, Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two other disciples, what's those last two words? We're together. Here's what I want to tell you. Peter made a huge mistake. He made a huge sin when he denied Jesus. Would you agree with that? But he made a, he made a wrong decision, but he made a right decision after that. You know what his right decision was? He went to the church. He went he went. He met, with the, he met with the people of the church, the people of God, the people of his believers. He didn't abandon them. He made his mistake. He, 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 he abandoned Jesus, but the, the right thing that he did is that he went and found people that were believers as well. He didn't abandon the church. He made a wrong decision, but he made a right decision. And here's what I want to tell you about that is this. is that when, See, when you feel like you've let God down, you need people of God to pick you back up. Do you agree with that? You need, when you feel like you've let God down, you need the people of God to help you back up. And that's, listen, I, and I'm so, I don't know what your past experience of church has been, if you've even been a part of one. And, and I'm sorry that you may have come across some people that when you let God down, that just stepped on you and said, yeah, you shouldn't have done that and just pushed you on down. But that's not how we are here. No, 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 no. We're all jacked up. Okay, I just want to tell you, you, you're in a room full of messed up people. Every one of us. There's not one of us that is not messed up. And so I want you to know that, that church, is, church is the part where you come in and when you've messed up, we're not going to take your nose and rub it in it. No, no, we're going to say, okay, what can we do to help you up? How can we help you get back up? Can I tell you something? As the pastor of this church... Matter of fact, you know what? Tomorrow will mark my 23rd year anniversary. Tomorrow, 23 years. Thank you, 23 years. What I want to tell you is this. What hurts me is when I see people that have a failure in their life and they run from the church. Because as long as you're running from, you know, you already feel bad about God, but then as you're running from the church, You you continue to, you're running from the people that can help you. And and, and I just want to tell you, listen, you're going to have a failure in life. We all have failures. And I don't care how bad it is, don't run from the church. Don't run. Run to it. And, and, you know, I can't say what everyone would be like, but I just pray to God that when you do, that you do, you know there's people there that can embrace you and help you. And that's what we want for you. Because you know what? We want you to go up. We, we want your life to get better. We want, we want your, your parents' life to get better. We want your children's life to get better. We want, we want you to get better. And so just know that. Look at the next verse with me. James 5, 16 says this. He says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. Let's read what's on the line. You ready? Come on. So that you may be, that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man or person is powerful and effective. Here's what I want to tell you. Many times you have to get it out to get over it. Whatever's eating you up on the inside, what, your past, that mistake that you made, the thing that's happened to you, maybe somebody else done it to you, but you're holding it on and you feel like, I can't forgive myself. You're holding it in as you're holding it in. You feel like, I got this. See, I, I grew up in a tough, a tough guy era. You know, like, everybody's like, you, you know, you're a man, get over it. You just suck it up, get over it. That, and that's the way I felt. And so for years, I had a lot of junk going on inside of me that I was trying to just handle it myself. And I want to tell you something. I could not get better until I got it out. You know what I did? Because I didn't trust anybody back in those days. You ever been there? You trust nobody. I'm telling nobody my stuff. I don't trust you. I went and found a counselor, paid him $100 to sit down. Somebody that I didn't know and somebody that I knew that did not know anybody that I did know. You tracking with me? Okay, I'm just being honest with you. And I sit down and we begin to talk. And I begin to share stuff that I had never shared with anybody in my life. And let me tell you something. That's the best $100 I spent in my life. Was getting better. So I want to challenge you. You need to find somebody that you can talk to, whether it be a counselor or a trusted pastor or a trusted friend. Let me tell you something. Do not talk to people that are gossips. How do you know if they're gossip? If they talk about other people. If they talk, if they say, you know, you know what? Let me tell you about so and so. Let me tell you about them. If they say that about them, they will say that about you. As soon as you tell your stuff, it'll be on Facebook before you get out the door. Anybody know anybody like that? Okay, don't talk to them people about this stuff. Just say to them, hey, how you doing? See you later. Okay, now. Okay, I don't know why I told you that. but So here's what I'm going to tell you. What I found out is God heals what I reveal. When I revealed it, God healed it. I can't explain it. I guess, I guess because I finally, when it came out of my mouth and I was telling somebody else, I guess I finally admitted what was going on inside of me and just getting it out, God began to heal it. Let me give you the third thing. It's just so good. I, number three, would you write this down? Number three is stop rehearsing my hurt. Gee. Boy, this is so good. Stop rehearsing my hurt. Okay, I wrote this down. Are you ready for this? Are you, now, this is good. I'm telling you, this right here, you've got to get this. Look at what it said. The quality of our lives never rises above the level of our thinking. Did you hear that? The quality of our lives will never rise above the level of our thinking. It just won't. And so today we have, to, we have to change our thinking. Now, now look at this, this is on the screen with me. Look at it with me. You ready? Look what it says. Let's read it together. Come on, you ready? When I keep rehearsing the pain of my past, I create pain in my, in my present. As long as you're rehearsing the hurt of your past, you're never going to get better. You're never going to get better. And so we have to learn how to, how to change that. Now, I want you to say this out loud with me. I want you to say... I can't change my past. Let's say it. You ready? I can't change my past. I want you to say it like you believe it, louder. You ready? Come on. I can't change my past. So if you can't change it, it's time to move on from it. Can I tell you something? You can, you can pray about your past all day long. You can pray about it and say, oh God, oh God. And you know what? God cannot even change your past. God never? He can't change your past, but he can redirect your future. Now, I have this uncanny ability in myself that my memory is that I can replace, so I can have songs that I heard when I, when I was a child that maybe I just heard it for long that just come to my mind and, and it just comes out. I can sing it sometimes. Like I'll be going around my house singing this old, old song or walking through the office sometimes and I'll sing some old song and they're just looking at me. You know, those, that are, those around here that are 30 and under, they're like, what are you singing? A good song. <laughs> no, it's not necessarily always good. But here's one song that, that, I, that I remember from, you know, when I was a child. And, uh, and it simply says this I got to make sure I get down. It says, uh, Give me the beat, boy. Free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away, right? So give me the beat, boys. Freeze my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Woo! Somebody. They have to that up. But what I didn't tell you is that I just got corrected on that because uh, that's not the way I sang it. I just had to look the words up. The way I sang it was this, because this the way I remembered it as a kid. Give me the Beach Boys, three months old. Want to get lost in the rock and roll and drift away. I did, I thought the Beach Boys, I don't know why, the Beach Boys, three months old. I don't know, but for years and years and years, I say, give me the Beach Boys, three months old. And Rhonda one day said, Jeff, what are you singing? And I told her, she said, Jeff, it's not Beach Boys. My mind just does that. Here's what I want to tell you too. So when I was a teenager, when I was a teenager, Uh, I was sort of a heavy rocker kind of guy, ACDC. Anybody remember those guys? Okay. They sang this song that was real popular when I was a rebellious teenager. It says, I'm on a highway to hell. I'm on a highway to hell. Anybody remember the song? Okay, yes, you do. So I would sing that song. And then there's another one that, you know, I went through a phase of my life to where, okay, I, I was no longer heavy metal. That wasn't cool. I was hanging out with people that were country music. So Hank Williams Jr., you know, old Hank. And so Hank would begin to sing this song, you know, If heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I don't want to go. Okay, I better stop right there, right? <laughs> what is, is it? Something about the, if, if it don't have a grand old opry like they do in Tennessee. Send me to hell to New York City be about the same to me. Okay. Yeah, you got it Okay, yes, so I'm making a point here (laughs) I think But here's why the reason I told you all of that Is because those songs now the first one's okay, but the other two are not okay as a Christ follower I should not be singing. I'm on a highway to hell Yes, amen. (laughs) And I should not be singing that if heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I don't want to go. But what I want to tell you is this, is that because of my past, it's recorded in here. So sometimes, after I become a Christ follower, I begin to find this tune popping up, I'm on a highway to hell. You know, it'd be in my mind. And so I had to catch myself because... Before I know it, I'd be singing something I didn't even like. Something I didn't believe in. On the highway. No, no. No, Lord. I'm on the, high, I'm on the highway to heaven. And then, and, then, and then, you know, the other one, you know, if heaven ain't a lot like Dixie. I'm like, no, Lord. Lord no, Lord. Heaven's great. No, God, I want to go. So here's what I'm telling you about my past and about your past is this, is that you have this song selection of your past that keeps coming up. So here's what I discovered. I cannot keep those songs from popping in my mind, but I don't have to sing them. Are you hearing me? And some of you sitting here, watch this. Some of you sitting here, you've got the song of your past popping up. Some of you, you got the song of blame popping up. That means that your kids are not doing well, and you constantly are blaming yourself. If I'd been a better parent, if I'd been a better mom, if I'd been a better dad, then my kids would be better. Let me tell you something. Your kids have got your own, their own mind, and God took all your mistakes in, into, into his plan when he gave you that child, and they're going to be all right. You just quit beating yourself up. Okay, watch this. Okay, let's just go on. Then let's talk about the song of shame that many of you play over and over again. It's popping up in your mind, and you keep playing. You know what it is? It's that you had a sexual experience that you're so ashamed of, and, and you can't get over that. And I'm telling you today that you, when that song, you got to get that song out of your mind. You got to quit singing that song. And some of you got the song of guilt that's been going over and over in your mind. You know what that is? Some of you say, you know, I feel so guilty because I'm the reason my parents got it divorce, or you say, I got a divorce. Let me tell you something. You don't have to keep living in that guilt anymore. That's behind you. It's time to move on. And if you're a child, let me tell you, you're not the reason your parents got a divorce. No, they're adults. They had their own issues. It was not your fault. <clears throat> so how do, we, how do we, do this? how do we do this? How do we do this? How do we move on? That's the question. How do, how do we, how do we stop the playlist from going on? I'll tell you how to do it. The Bible, the Bible tells us that we have to learn, replace your playlist of, of blame, shame, and guilt. You've got to replace it with rejoicing. Let me tell you what, it, what the Bible teaches. Rejoicing is this. What is rejoicing? It is that when you had an experience years ago of something that was good in your life, like maybe your family went to Disneyland or Disney World and it was a great experience, and every time you think about what happened back then, you get a little, you know, a little happy feeling goes off right here, right? You know, it just goes on. Oh, Mickey Mouse makes everybody happy, right? Okay, never mind. All right. But you get that feeling over again. And so the Bible teaches us this. The Bible says this. It says, uh, look at Philippians 4 and 4. It says this. Let's read this first sentence out loud. Look what it says. Let's read it. Come on, you ready? Rejoice in the Lord. You see what he's saying? Rejoice in the Lord. He didn't just say, he didn't say rejoice in Disney World. He said, rejoice in the Lord. If you're going to get past your past, then you have to learn to rejoice in the Lord. Now look at in that last part of that verse. Look what he said. Rejoice in the Lord. Let's read it out loud. You ready? Come on, let's read it. I say it again. So it wasn't like, like God just said, okay, now you rejoice. God said, no, 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 no. no. You didn't hear me. I said Rejoice. In other words when you when those old songs of, of blame shame and guilt start popping in your mind of your past He said the way you stop that is you start saying no, God I remember how you saved me. I remember how you have helped me God I remember how you delivered me. I I remember how you got me out of that bad relationship God I remember when I was broke and didn't have nothing you provided for me God I remember that that my kids have shoes on their feet because of you God I remember I am on my way to heaven God I remember how you blessed me with my house I, God I remember how you blessed me with this job God I remember how good you've been to me and Lord you've been so good to me I just want to tell you right now thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord because you've been good to me you've been good to me Heck no, you hit the shuffle button, baby. You hit the shuffle button. You don't keep listening to that junk over and over again because it's going to suddenly pop in your mind. And when it does, you let it trigger that how good God has been. And when you do, guess what? You're not going to feel bad. You're not going to keep walling around in your past. No, you are going to realize that God is good and that is behind you, baby. Amen. Well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a next step with me. I put it on this card. You know why? Because if you check that box, it'll stay in your mind. We're putting another memory there. That's why I do this. Look what it says. It says, I will do my best to replace my guilt with rejoicing. Now, either you're going to rehearse it or you're going to replace it. Which one are you going to do? So I choose today to replace it and not rehearse it. Amen. Okay, number four. Shoot, this is better than you thought it was going to be, isn't it? I can't wait all week, man, because somebody, many of you are getting free today. Number four, would you write this down? Focus on my future. Shoot, this is so good, too. Oh, man. Focus on my future. Let me just say this. When you focus on your past... It's just like maybe that bully that you've seen in movies, or or maybe you experienced it at school. That when they walk by the hallway, you know, you're walking down the hall, and maybe they just come by and knock your books out of your hand, or they just come by and push you down. When you focus on your past, that's exactly what your past does. It bullies you. It gets on Facebook and tells everybody how bad you are. It knocks you down in the hallway. But when you focus on your future, it's like having a friend reaching down and pulling you up. See, your past will push you down, but your future, focusing on it, will pick you up. And that's exactly what Jesus told Simon Peter. Look, look at this right here. He reinstates him. Look what it says. John 21, it says, when they had finished eating, remember, Jesus had risen from the dead. He's talking to his disciples again. He's about to go to heaven. When Jesus had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter... Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know I love you. Jesus said, let's read what Jesus said. You ready? Come on. Feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, Jesus said. Let's read those next five words. You Ready? Come on. Take care of my sheep. Look, the third time he said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things you know that I love you. Jesus said, let's read it. Feed my sheep. sheep. Jesus was saying to Peter this. Simon Peter is saying, listen, in order for you to get over your past, you've got to embrace your future. And here's the problem. You know what Jesus was saying? Is, is quit asking the wrong why. Many of you are sitting in this room right now. What's holding you down in your past, what's holding you down, was the same thing as holding Simon Peter down. Look, this is what Jesus said. Well, see, the, you're asking the wrong why. Peter was asking, oh, my God, why Jesus did I do that? Why did, why did I deny you? Why, after I said i never did? Why, 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 why? Some of you right here today, that's what gets you. Why did he leave me? Why did she leave me? Why didn't I get that job? Why did my parents do that? Why did I do that to my parents? Why? Why? And you're hung in the wrong, the why that just keeps pulling you back, pulling you back, pulling you back, and it's rubbing your nose in your past. And so Jesus said to Peter, You've got to change your why. Your why has to go from my past to my future. And exactly what, Peter, what Jesus was saying to Simon Peter was this. He said, listen, from now on, your why is going to be why you exist is going to be because you're here to feed my sheep. You've got purpose now. And I want to tell you, that's what God wants to give you, is your purpose when you focus on your future. And so here's what I want to tell you. Every step toward your future is one step away from your past. Every step you take toward your future is one step further away from your past. Isn't that awesome? So we've got to focus on our future and not our past. So the question is this. So if you want to find your why, you have to find your why. Why do you exist? Why, why am I here? Focus on your future why. If you want to find your why, you ask this question. Why do I do what I do? Why? Why, why, am I, why am I here on this earth? Why? And I want to tell you something, at SEC, we, we discovered I want here at this church. We discovered I want. You know why we're here? We're here, we exist to give people an opportunity for a better life. And that's why many of you sitting in this room, you got an Easter invitation, why? Because the person that gave you that invitation believed that their purpose was to give you an opportunity for a better life. Many of you received a flyer in the mail from us and, and you you why did you get that? Because we believe, we, our why is giving people an opportunity for a better life. And, and that's why when you drove in the parking lot, there was people out there. Why were they out there? They could have been anywhere else because they were fulfilling their why. Their why that they exist is here because they believe that they should give you an opportunity for a better life. When you walked into the foyer, there was people that were greeting you. Why? Why? Because you're, their why is to give you an opportunity for a better life. When you go down our nursery hallway, you'll find some, some people there that are loving on those babies and, and rocking those babies. Why would they do that? I'll tell you why. Because they found their why. Their why is giving people an opportunity for a better life. If you go down our preschool hallway, you'll see some, some little teachers and, and some people sitting in the floor and talking to these students. Why would they teach them? Why would they give their time? Why would they volunteer that? Because they found their why and that is, is giving people an opportunity for a better life. If you come at 4.30 this afternoon, there'll be some middle schoolers that'll be meeting upstairs and there'll be adults There that are volunteering. Why would they do that? Why would they give up their Sunday afternoon? Because they found their why They're giving people an opportunity for a better life and our high school at six o'clock And I want to tell you the reason that we're here today And the reason that we're in this community is because God has called us to a big why, and our is giving an Opportunity for a better life. We don't have time to wallow in our past We don't have time to feel bad about it because we are getting on with our future Amen how about you? Do you have a why? If you don't have a why for your future, you're gonna waller in your wild of the past. It's time today, in the name of Jesus Christ, to get you a why. And you when you find your why, you'll find your wings, baby, and you'll fly. God has not called you to be a, a, a chicken Christian always, oh, pecking around on the ground, scratching on the ground. He's called you to be an eagle that you can fly high. That's all right. I know I'm preaching better than your amen, and I know that. So here's here's what here's the church. Here's what we want to do. If you don't have a why, we want to help you out with that. Why don't you embrace, why don't you embrace ours? It's one right out of God's word, and and the way that you can do that is this: is that on your connection card, there's a the box right there. It says this. It says send me more information about Growth Track because that's what we call Growth Track. You know what Growth Track is? Growth Track is where we find out, we help you find out God's gifts that He's given you. And your talents that God's given you, that you can find your why and find your wings. And we tell you all about our church so that you will know our mission, that you can have a why. Get up in the morning. Would you stand with me? <clears throat> Did this help anybody? Anybody? I hope that you will not throw that program away because you're going to need it again. You know what? My, my, My past tried to creep back up. Remember I told you it's going to pop back up. But those things I taught you are things that I've learned from God's Word. And I ain't rolling in my past anymore and I don't want you to do that either. And so today, you're going to be free in the name of Jesus Christ. No more to be tormented by that pain of the past. But we're finding our why for the future. Let me pray for you. Father, right now, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we love you. God, you're doing a a supernatural work right now in the lives of, of many people that are standing here right now. You're doing something supernatural. Lord, they're releasing the past. God, they're, they're learning to quit re- rehearsing that hurt, oh God. And they're, they're rejoicing in you, God, because you had brought them to this point. And God, you brought them to this church this day that they could be free. And that's exactly, oh God, what they're going to be, is free. And you're going to help them take the steps that they need to take. God, that you've walked me through to be free. And Lord, next week as we gather, as we learn to forgive other people, I pray that you will help us. In Jesus' name I pray. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.